Okay. The thing is done. We are lived. Yeah. We're uh We're live D. The interwebs. Webs. Yeah. Um Yep. How you doing, my friend? Uh not too bad, not too bad. Um just been chilling really. Um Hold on. I always have to check the audio, you know. I get it. No worries. Yeah. I mean, I always feel like I sound so weird. But, uh... Alright. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good. Um, same old, same old, you know, work and work and work and um chilling that's it yep how you been good pretty much the same for me preparing for my real estate license or my real my real estate salesperson's like california real estate salesperson's license hmm. uh get that close some deals take a good vacation somewhere send my dog to a, like a dog dog school for like a week that sounds, so, that sounds so mean. I just spent a week from away from my dog. That'd be great. But she's a good dog, man. She doesn't have a bark. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about um, trading in my car for a truck. But other than that, you know. What kind of truck are you thinking about? Uh, an affordable one. <laughs> <laughs> like, a nice, like a Nissan Frontier or something like that? Or like... Uh, the only one I've really looked at is like the new like Ford Maverick trucks. Yeah. They're like hybrids mostly, but you can get it like not a hybrid. My only concern with a hybrid is like, you know, batteries are expensive and like the maintenance costs tend to be higher, I think. Yeah. Um like that's like the main thing, but um I don't know. It just depends. I mean, because my car is like worth a lot more now than what I owe on it, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean now could be a good time, especially before interest rates keep going up and up and up. Yeah. You know, historic lows, but hopefully historic lows don't end up in historic highs. Oh, I don't know if we'll get to historic highs, but, um, yeah, I mean, even though they're going higher than they were last year or whatever, like, they're well, still they really, really low. low. Yeah. yeah. Last year was, like, insane. Like, it was a historic low. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think they've ever loaned money at that amount. Like, didn't the yield curve, like, index, like, flux over or something like that because it was so weird? Yeah, I mean, like, you look at, like, mortgage interest rates, like, 30 years ago, I mean, you were paying, like, 17 to 25%, yep. uh, you know, interest. Now you get, like, you know, 3.1 is historically low. Um, so, and even now, they're, like, what, 3.8 or something? So, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are are refinancing. Which is good if you know what to do, <laughs> but not good if you don't, right? Yeah. I mean, like, a lot of people do it and, like, pull out that money and, and reinvest it in their house, which does make the home value also increase. But um, what, I, I don't think a lot of people understand what equity is and what it means and how refinancing works. And, you know, like, the fact is, like, you might have a house that's worth 200 k more than what you owe on it, and you can refinance, but now you're paying off a 500 k loan because 200k of your loan goes into your pocket um 
but if you have that equity like it doesn't do anything if you just leave it there like it just sits there like yeah you can you can safely invest that in like safe stocks with an average return of like 10 percent, and over the next five ten years you know you're gonna make money on that 200k yeah so but a lot of people don't really think like that i I think like they don't really understand it And, and a lot of financial advisors or mortgage advisors are more interested in you know making money than they are in helping you yeah so that's the thing too um for me personally like when it comes down to fiscal for me i'm a huge advocate of just straight ownership first before you even think about like you know thinking about how a property can fiscally do this or that for you if you don't even own it it's not really like making you money it's making someone else money right at least that's just my mind about it um you know, I'm yeah. not like, I, didn't, I didn't go to business school. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I mean, the, the other thing too is like, uh, there, there are a lot of people that, you know, like realtors, no offense, um, yep. you know, their, their interest because they, you know, obviously they're in the business of making money because that's what yeah. all business is for, you know, is to, you know, make money. Right. So like if you're considering selling your house to buy a new house, well, realtors love that because then they get to help you sell your house and then they get to get the commission from you buying your new house right but like if you said well maybe i should not sell my house i should rent it out and then go buy another house that's a lot less uh you know exciting for the realtor because they didn't don't get to make the commission off the sale of your old house but that might yeah. be the best thing for you in the long run to make money especially because you're on a fixed loan on your current house and rent goes up over time, right? So even if you're making a $500 return right now on your mortgage, you know, cash flow, then in 10 years when rents go up a thousand dollars and you're making $1,500, right? So yep. there, there's, there's a lot of potential for people who have money that own property already or are, are, you know, paying off property. Like for people like us who own nothing, and yep. can't afford to get into the market because investors have bought us all out of it. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> like what Redfin's doing and shit like that. No. Well, uh, you know, I look at I look at the price of houses and I think how, how do, you know the average you know income of Americans is like the median is like forty k or whatever. Like, how do people afford to buy houses anymore, right? And yeah. and then it, it it just dawned on me like two weeks ago. Like I was like, you know, combined, my wife and I make pretty good money but we still can't afford like we can qualify to buy a house easy but we can't afford it right like we can't yeah. comfortably pay for a house like mortgage that's like twenty five hundred dollars yeah but people can and i'm like who who can buy this like who are all these people with all this money and what are they doing for a living well they're just investors right like that's who's buying up all the property and you know honestly there's also a huge issue with foreign investment uh buying up american land because they just think it's a solid investment and then they realize that there's no renters because no renters can afford to move to a house and they're trying to find apartments rather than you know yeah i I don't know how people can afford rent either like yeah not in a full house these days i I mean like i i think like it's one of those things where like you you almost have to have roommates until like your 40s now to yeah to buy things or to to, to pay rent for things it's just crazy like um i saw like a youtube video where a guy was like guessing people's rents in new york yeah in new york city and like so, it's like some people were like that like they only pay like like twelve hundred dollars a month for rent like in yeah. new york city i'm like how, how did how do you manage that 
It's because they know somebody. That's the thing. Like, if you right. know somebody that owns a building or your family has a friend. Well, most uh, of it is, like, you know, they have, like, six roommates or whatever, right? There's that, too. Yes. You know, but um, I think there are also, uh, like, benefits for, like, people who are, like, of a certain age. Like, older people get, like, reduced rents. Yeah. Which is and also, older people have access to retirement communities, you know, 55 or older. I know. Every time I see a house, I think I can afford it's a 55-plus community. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why it's that way. Um, it's just the, the housing market in California is really difficult because uh, you, you understand that some people are getting into, like, 30-year fixed-rate mortgages where they plan to, you know, there's some people that have this amazing ability, and I don't know how they do it, and they go to work every morning at nine o'clock and then they clock out at five o'clock and then they go back and forth and they just do that for 30 years <laughs> and then eventually they retire and their house is paid off that's what my parents did basically those yeah. old rents that have been same apartment for 30 years or something have a fixed rate really i, th I know in california like there's laws well newer laws restricting them on that uh, landlords can raise rent year over year but i don't know about what new york's laws are but um do they really get grandfathered in at rent rates? I, I thought rent was more like, uh, like well, we, we have like, to remember too in New York specifically, a lot of larger apartment complexes are usually privately owned by one individual, you know, the landlord or whatever. Right. Uh, it really, well, it really does depend on your relationship. On top of that all that, like a lot of those apartments are need renovations. So city, yeah, yeah, like like without maintenance and stuff, it's like you know people can either negotiate or or find ways to get get lower rents um yeah, yeah. the only really thing you need to con for a contract to be binding is consideration of the agreement and then the agreement you know then you can form a legally binding contract between two of you i'm sure there's some sort of rent control like some sort of rent bureaucracy machine they got to appeal to but at the end of the day you can still form a contract with another person well i mean and, and rent control hasn't really worked in california either i mean like it has lowered the the amount that rent like landlords can raise rents right yeah but uh those landlords aren't then reinvesting into the property like they, they just if i That's if they mean. can't raise rent more you know yeah. it's on them legally to fix like hvac systems and roofings and all that stuff and if and you know maintain they, appearance of the building That's yeah something I really and if they can't raise the rents to cover those costs they're gonna you know yeah. let some of it slide right where they can yeah and that's the fundamental brutality of like you know the rent cycle it's just hard yeah uh, but it's good for some people who you know don't want to have to have that responsibility of their own to have to like you know shell out the money to pay to fix their own things because they own the property now and and for like even me like i think geez paying a mortgage that you can barely afford if one thing goes wrong how do you survive that right like you just can't you you just get into a more more of a hole more debt right well yeah and that's also why you should have a real estate agent that recommends you get home warranty insurance that covers it uh you know covers the hvac and, and and fridge and all the appliances and such like that that's actually quite cheap it comes out of escrow there's that too um yeah. and it also you know well and a lot of people um like one of the big things that gets you with mortgage mortgages is mortgage insurance, right? Like yeah. nobody actually needs that. And you're just wasting like three to $500 a month paying for mortgage insurance, but you can't get out of it unless you have like 
40 40 or something or more paid off or equity in your home and a lot of people can qualify for that now but like a lot of um brokers will that's like the first thing they'll try to get you out of is mortgage insurance if they can because it's just legally in california you, you have to have it but you don't yeah. need it so <sighs> yeah there's a lot of things in california that's why construction that's another huge issue that, that you don't know and well there's a couple things one everybody in this specifically in the bay area they always want to build you know six six bedroom three bath like homes they don't want to build like you know one story three bedroom flats they don't want to build bungalows someone wants to do that anymore well, but they it's also just, don't want to build apartments yeah because everything is too expensive to build that's like i think that's just the root of the issue is it's so, it's so expensive to make new supply to make new supply i i don't remember what it is i read but i remember reading something about um like one of the biggest housing issues in the bay area is like the laws around building um, building because yeah, environmental and, considerations and which is um, important, but they also said like, yeah they said like the single biggest issue is the fact that like you can't really build multifamily housing like apartments duplexes condos like because you can't have like a certain number of people in a certain amount of area or something there's certain like laws restricting it and so everybody like everybody just builds like houses right single family houses and then there's not enough housing for all the people that are there so, um, you know, and, and it's simple, right? You know, basic, you know, business school stuff, supply and demand, yeah, right? There's there's demand. not a lot of availability of places to live. So like the rates go up. This. You, know, you need that oh. chart with that curve. Do oh, I? <laughs> Hold on. Let me, you let let me it, see. Where this is where supply meets demand. <laughs> this is the crazy. Yeah. Oh, um, let's do this. Hold on, I'll I'll draw a picture. And I also feel like you know, you know, this is kind of shooting myself in the foot, considering the profession I'm getting into. There's a little bit of a uh, inflationary bubble when it comes to housing prices in the Bay Area now. And that was for a good reason for a while, but now the good reasons are starting to uh, move out of state to other states where it's cheaper to run multinational businesses. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. We'll see what happens when all those people leave. I don't Here know. we go. All right. So, oh, here's a chart. Yep. Here we go. So, oh, Snapple. Oh, so, man. You're going to draw it out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we have we have demand and spell we have out. Spell that with paint. You gotta supply. Spell. <laughs> right. And the, the more supply there is, the less demand there is. Right. So, if there's two houses available the price goes way up right yep this we'll say this is in thousands right so you're if you have two houses in san francisco right then then each house will be rented for 20k a month but if you have 30 houses then Okay, I'll just do the same because it's easier math. Twenty, then there'll be twenty, right? Either way, it's about the same, right? Twenty k. Yeah. There you go. I mean, this one's double; it's forty. But anyway, you get my point, right? As you yeah. know, everybody knows it. As as supply increases, demand decreases. Well, or they meet each other, right? So, um, the more demand there is, the more supply there will be, right? But anyway, oh shoot, that's us. 
Don't look at us. Okay, now you can look we're at us. Behind the behind-the-scenes peak. There we go. Yeah. Look at that picture, that golden sunset. Oh, never mind. It's gone. There we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. So I, I think there's a lot of issues right now contributing to housing being what it is, specifically in California. And it sucks. Like, you know, I really do want to move out. But at the end of the day, I can't really move out until I close, like, 30 deals. <laughs> so I absolutely just butchered on, you know. Yeah. Boarding house. And luckily, I'm lucky enough my parents aren't kicking me out. I don't know why, but, you know, they'll let me stay here for free. Um, I feel like it's more common, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a major benefit to, you know, not spending money you don't have to spend right now. <laughs> like, if you can afford to stay with your, like, if, if your family's letting you stay somewhere for free or for, like, less than what you'd pay for something, like, hey, you're you're coming up, right? Gotta buy my own property and open a combination weed farm, dog rescue ranch. That's what I need to do. Yeah, I mean, check even on the crops in the morning. Go rescue geez. some dogs. I read, a, I read a lot about uh, that too. as like the marijuana industry in California and just how many regulations are around that and like the things yeah. you have to do to get certified and and get, get licenses to sell and like it's yep. it's way more strict than even for alcohol sales. Yeah. And it's just like crazy. I think that's a huge problem with this state too, because like you know you can't run every county like it's LA County. That's just not something that can be done. And just keep passing these statewide laws on manufacturing and agricultural and stuff like that when they should be, I don't know, doing responsible agricultural zoning because you have a bunch of dumb assholes growing a bunch of giant almond forest fields in the middle of a fucking savanna and then wondering why the water, why is there no water? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just so stupid. Uh, you know, if you're one of his comedy, well, I gotta also bring this into it too because of my sister. Uh, she's like, you know, vegan. Well, she's not 100% vegan because she still eats cheese. But, dude, like, when you if you ever drive to LA and you pass by that, you know, was it like 50,000 acre slaughter, like, just cow yard, dude? Yeah. It's so it's so disgusting. Who can look in that and say like, oh, this is great, this is okay, this is totally where I want to get my meat from? Dude, <laughs> I learned like the it's other so day. Gross. <laughs> Like I don't know I don't know why like this came up but like we were we were out at uh, like a Chinese like dumpling place. Oh yeah. And um, someone who we were with was like, oh, you know, like in certain like countries like China and stuff, like people eat dog and stuff, right? Mm. And like um, they're like they're like yeah, I think they just like shoot them and then like you know cook them and then like uh, someone more knowledgeable on the subject said no. No, like they they don't. They tenderize the meat by beating the dogs to death. Yeah, it's so fucked up. Like, yeah. like how could you even do that? So it's like who can do? Like I get it. Like it's different in America, right? Because dogs are like our we best also, friends, right? We, we also yeah yeah yeah. We also need to understand that there is a level of poverty in the outer villages in China that I don't think we can quite understand when food has become so scarce to a point where you're willing to do that to another living creature because you don't really care. Right. Well, it's um, not just China, right? Like there's a lot yeah. of uh, like Asian countries that like eat things that we don't eat, right? Yeah, you know, like um, baby like uh, baby birds and eggs. That's a thing. You know, it's considered delicacy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, yeah. The bullet monkey brain yeah i know um i mean we used to eat horse in america after we yeah. stopped you know needing them to ride everywhere 
uh, and now nobody eats horse for some reason. Um, yeah. But See, it's, a, it's just when you, you know you you meet a horse and you're like, oh my god, this animal is like it's pretty majestic. smart. It's majestic. It's really smart. It kind of has like a person. It, each horse has a personality, just like a person has a personality. I mean, yeah, but sheep and goat have personalities too, but they're kind of delicious if you know. Yeah. No, I well, I, I'm I'm just hoping we get to a point in this country where you know every restaurant has at least an option for fox meat, you know, because it's, it's still at the end of the day like it's fox still the meat, same. Huh? Well, no, no, I'm saying like uh, F A U X. Oh, like, like yeah, like you know, like artificial meat. meat. Yeah, because yeah, like, like at the end of the day, it's still the same unhealthy shit. It's not like it's any healthier than the meat I'm putting in my body anyway. With you know. <laughs> The McDonald's quarter pounder. Okay, what's the difference? How like, you want to complain about unhealth? Like, oh, it's not real meat. You say as you shove this burger. In well, I mean, it's just different, right? Like, and it's like, got a different flavor. But, it, but if I, I don't know, it's I more want, salty and more. That's more tasty to me because I like salt. If I want like meat, right? Like, yeah, I, I like this is like maybe I'm different, but I'm not going to like McDonald's to get like good meat. Right. Yeah. I'm just going there because but their food is delicious. delicious my, like, yeah. It's it's trash, but it's good trash, right? Yeah. Like, that's why I, I wouldn't mind getting the Impossible Burger at those places because it's just like I don't fucking care if it's fake meat. It's fake food anyway. If <laughs> I want a steak though, I'm not gonna yeah. eat like a Beyond Meat steak because I yeah. want a steak, right? Like. Well, and, and I'm that, also not gonna go to a restaurant for like a lot of people go to restaurants for steaks, but yeah. I wouldn't get a steak from a restaurant. I'll just make it myself. And I, you know, I guess I'm a bit of like an agricultural extremist. I think is the best way to describe me because I just don't think I just don't feel like you know back in the day, I just don't feel like these wide available like widely available meats like God, you should have a relationship with a butcher and you should know where to go to eat your cuts of steak. You know that like has relationship with local local ranchers. God, you go into a freaking. I know, think some safe... markets do that though. Yeah, well, food, I know Food Max tries to work local, and I think. Safeway, like, you know, they're getting all that Foster Farm shit and especially all that stuff from, you know, like I said, that weird gray lot in front of Los Angeles. It's like 50,000 miles wide of just cow shit. Like, I don't want to eat any meat from there. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It's disgusting. And maybe think, that's just um, me. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's a benefit, right, to not seeing how our food is made. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, like, we all eat things, like, all the time that are, like, probably really disgusting or have things in them that we don't know about right like yeah and the government allows for a certain amount of like maggots and stuff in your food and like whatnot it's just you know but if we knew that then we wouldn't need it right yeah or at least you know we'd be more reliant on sourcing our own food from suppliers we trust you know like i i but i'm talking shit like like i well i can't really you can go to local butchers and stuff right yeah, and you know we got Bromwood Fine Meats out here uh, in the East Bay, so that's it's a really good little. Drink and there's going. produce stands everywhere by where you. Yeah, are, so. we got farmers markets and everything like that, and like there's like fresh organic farms I can pull over and buy shit from. There's no local bakers though. That's one thing that sucks. There's like a bread bakery place. Really? Yeah, there's no like local little you know daily sourdough roll farm kitchen and stuff like that. I think sourdough's overrated. I think you haven't had the right sourdough yet. I I don't know. It's just uh, just sourdough is like a California thing, you know, like it's like California fresh sourdough, sourdough, fresh sourdough out the oven, dude, is so fucking good. But like after a day, it tastes like shit. Totally agree. Hmm. Like my dad buys like the sourdough loaves like at, at, in a store that's like pre-cut and shit. I don't know how he does it, dude. It tastes like oh crap. yeah. 
Well, th- what about Willie's Bagels, yo? Willie's is the best. I go, I, I, you know, I had to. I was thinking about going there this morning, but I actually went to El Galito. I'm mm. not sure if you recognize that. It's a place uh, with the rooster on the drive, the, ne- the neon rooster on the drive through sign. You probably pass it on your way to Willie's. It's in mm. Brentwood. Maybe. Uh, it's a really great place. So they give you two burritos. When you ask for a burrito, they give you two in a bag. It's great. <laughs> two. I got that. <laughs> Got that breakfast. We got that breakfast burrito with chorizo. Let's talk about not knowing what I'm fucking putting in my body. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's delicious. Tr- it is so good. And then I have them throw a slice of bacon in there too, with the egg and the potato and the and the egg, cheese. Oh, damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I I like breakfast burritos. Like I don't I don't like regular burritos because they have too much weird stuff in them. But I like breakfast what? burritos as long as there's no like. Peppers and onions and shit in them. Have them take all the weird stuff out. Like you're just gonna. Like, yeah, but then my it. like if I get like a, a steak burrito or whatever, it's just gonna be steak and cheese. Dude, steak, beans, and rice. Yeah, no, I don't want beans and rice. Beans and rice are hella good. Refried is just like mashed potatoes. With I beans. hate beans. <laughs> what about beans. the refried? They're just mashed potato. Come on, man. No, they 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 look weird. They 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 taste weird. Like That's the texture is odd. Them. You gotta refry them, mash them up. It's like bean mashed potato. I like bro. rice, but not in a burrito. Well, rice, especially like that good brown rice, dude. Oh, so good. Yeah, I don't know. I like for me, like if, uh, it, and if you're going to like somewhere that's like authentically Mexican, they don't put cheese on their things anyway. Stuff. Yeah. But you can ask for it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Like, like I, I, I like Mexican places where I can just get, like chicken street tacos and add cheese and like. No, nothing else. Just cheese and chicken and the tortilla, and that's it. Yep. Um, well, you need to get a little bit of cilantro on there. Maybe just like... Uh, I don't like cilantro. Get some onion squeezings in there. Not onion squeezings, but lime squeezings on there, dude. Give nah, it like a I'm, little good, I'm a bit off all that. Put some hot sauce. There you go. Maximum Jesus. flavor profile, baby. <sighs> I'm going to try growing jalapenos this year. Um, growing them. Yeah, I was looking around today. So I was surprised how fucking expensive pots were, dude. Like planting pots, like for big ones. Like, damn, these things are like thirty-four bucks a pop. Like, what the fuck? Really? Yeah, I feel like I never Yikes. watched. My friend got me MasterClass for a year, uh, so I've been watching all these. Uh, do you know what MasterClass is? Uh, no. Is it like MasterChef? It's like famous people try to teach you life lessons. Some of them are really good. Some of them are really boring. Hmm. Um trying to watch like bill they had bill clinton on leadership and i was listening like oh my fucking god this dude just reading off of a placard and talking about how he's the best <laughs> well <listening. laughs> like uh i don't know famous people are are usually degenerates right like they're famous yeah. because their lives are kind of train wrecks yeah like, they, or they're most, famous because they're fucking crazy <laughs> most actors like have like narcissistic well, thing, personality disorders and shit well, like, also the thing about acting we need to remember is that if you're a really really good actor you basically need to destroy your own personality completely engulf yourself in completely new personality and take yourself and be immersed in that world and then convince everybody else that sits their butt in a chair at a movie theater that you are really that person hmm. and it's really fucking hard to pull that off like successfully you know or else you and i or else everybody would be a fucking actor <laughs> like you and me we don't act because i can't fucking act i can't keep a straight face i, I think i could be a great actor but okay, my wife like, laughs at me every evil? time i try to act <laughs> no <laughs> not like dr evil generic bad guy number three. Oh no ah! 
no. <laughs> no. Red Five? Where are you going, yeah. Red Five? Yeah, cover me, Porkins. Porkins, pull up. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. What a weird scene. Poor Porkins. Fucking Porkins. They named him Porkins, too. They knew what they were fucking doing, dude. Uh, true. Oh, uh, uh, you say you're going to grab something? No, I said I'm just gonna. I'm man. I keep thinking about growing these jalapenos. Oh, yeah. I I actually uh actually finished. I read the whole Joss Whedon interview. Oh man, how was that? Why'd you? I, I okay, feel one, like why'd you even. Your... Well, just in case, right? Just in case there was something in there. Got it. Just and... in case there's something that like redeems him from being a complete total piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, th there and, were points what... where he like he straight up like admitted like he knows there's stuff wrong with him and he's actively seeking help, but like. And then they, the, the, the person who did the interview, right? Like they even mentioned, like we reached out to Zack Snyder for comment. He refused. We reached out to Ray Fisher for comment. He refused. Like nobody else wanted to talk about him. Uh, but, um, they did talk to Rebecca Rankershner or they call her Rebecca X or whatever, um, yeah. who worked very close with Joss Whedon on Buffy. And like, she actually said a lot of very nice things about him. And kind of like was like, you know, like, yeah, he was uh, he was hard at times to work with and, you know, whatever, like, but most showrunners are. Um, and she said, like, he had he had an incredible knack for, like, watching a scene that was like a three and making one small change that no one else saw and it became a 10 and stuff. And it's like, you know, but that's more stuff about his work. And I feel like even though, like, people have seen who Joss Whedon is as a person and, like, uh you know, even, even though, like, we understand he's a bad person now, like, they then take that to say, well, he doesn't get credit for all the great things he did, all the shows he made, because other people worked on them, and he probably didn't have much to do with them, and they're probably only good because of those people, and they were good in spite of him, not because of him and stuff, and it's like, well, most of us watch Joss Whedon stuff, and we see the quality of it everywhere, right? Like, it, it's in almost all his work and Justice League is like the only thing where you can say wow that was kind of a train wreck right which could yeah. be for any number of reasons and WB has a history of making terrible DC films so I don't fully blame Joss Whedon for that yeah and yeah I mean I just started watching like his newest work that like they took his name off of completely and promoting uh, called The Nevers it's on HBO Max there's only, there's like one season, six episodes so far. Like he got cut from the show pretty much as showrunner when all this drama started coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you watch the show at the end, directed by Joss Whedon, written by Joss Whedon, and like it's like witty, it's entertaining, and like it's like everything you expect from him. But at the same time, like you have to understand that that's a piece of work, and he's a not a good person, right? A good piece yeah. of work, bad person. Like, these things are true of everything, though, right? Like, we understand that, like, Walt Disney was not a great person. But millions of people are happy every day because he existed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's just like... Land is the best. Yeah. Um, but uh, that, one of the other things, like, from the article was, like, uh, this narrative over time that like when Joss Whedon first started making Buffy and everything like 
he was kind of risen up as like a deity and people view him as like an untouchable god and stuff and like i don't know about any of that like i i, I know there were like comments made like that in popular culture and stuff where like oh yeah written directed by joss whedon is a stamp of quality and whatever like blah 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 and it's like i get it but like this whole idea that like people like idolize him as like a person is weird to me and i get it as like the rise of the internet and like we people like to build parasocial relationships which has always been odd to me and like i don't know but whatever people can be how they are i just like i like this actor's work or i like this writer's work and that's as far as i get with it i don't, I don't care about their personal lives you know and if i find out that they're a terrible person like then i won't want to support that person but i that doesn't mean that I won't enjoy what they did as a writer, right? Yeah. Um, I think it gets dangerous, like, to to ignore maybe important pieces of work because of the person who made him. If you look at right, like, <laughs> the Declaration of Independence, Independence yeah. was written by a bunch of racist, sexist people. Or sold landowning only, so they were like horrible capitalists that basically came over and stole land from other people without really asking for them, and then started growing crops for cash. Right, <laughs> but if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't be the country we are, right? America Which yeah. you know, a lot of people maybe aren't happy with America as a country, but that doesn't mean it's not still a great country that offers a lot of opportunity for people, and maybe that's not always equal opportunity. But you can see how far we've come over time, right? So. And also the things, you know, people are addressing in the United States today are just issues that have been fundamentally haunting the human species for as long as we've been treading upon planet Earth, you know. Like, right. Oh my god, America's so racist. Well, historically, everyone's racist. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of places are, are way more racist still racist. Than, than us. I mean, yeah. it, but that doesn't mean that we still don't have work to do, right? Like, we can't yeah. just say, wow, look at hate crimes in the UK. They're so much worse. Uh, yeah. where our work is done, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's that's not the case, right? Yeah, and so. see the problem. You know, we need to stop comparing ourselves with the rest of the world because honestly, fuck the rest of the world. That's well, the thing. Like, I just gotta lay this out. Like, my grandpa put this kind of on the table for me, and that guy said a lot of really mean, ugly shit that I don't like, but he also said a lot of really good shit. And he said, like, basically, the idea of the United States stems down to the fact that people can live together with these different diverse ideas and not kill each other. It's just like, you know, what it is the base is like we can all live together and we can have a mosque next to, you know, a uh church, uh, synagogue. A synagogue, yeah. We have a mosque right next to a synagogue. I saw it in San Francisco. I don't remember the name of the street which did, so I could talk about it more, but I saw it. I know I saw it. It's fucking crazy. It really is. Like yeah, that kind of thing just wouldn't happen pretty much in any other country in the world, I don't think. Certainly just, no Muslim countries. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Um, um, but yeah, no. I feel like there's there's a weird dichotomy, right? Like, it's just like everything else right now in the world. Like, there there's so many extremes. Because yeah. it's like, you know, you look at... I mean, they're, they're going to be opposite people. But, you know, the people who say, well, look at all the racism around the world. Like, we're doing pretty good compared to them. They're, they're, those are people more likely to be on the right, right? Yeah. But then on the left, you look at people who seem to have this ego complex about america that that we can change the world we can yeah. we can fix everything and ignore everything else going on, right climate change is the biggest one if america ad adopts climate change then we fixed it well china still exists 
Brazil yeah. still exists. I mean, the two Beach biggest borders. manufacturing countries in the world exist, and they're not going to stop. Like, yeah. no matter what America does. So, sure, we can try to make a, a difference on our own, but it's not a it's not a United States issue. It's a world issue, right? On um, both in yeah. both cases. And one, we like to ignore the rest of the world, and the other, we like to say, "Well, they're doing it, so why can't we?" Right? Yeah, exactly. And also, there are things in this country that I like. Even I personally have issue with going every day. Like again, the lack of modernity is something. Like man, like why don't we have a high speed electric rail that connects every major metropolitan area in the U.S. and is like no, just at cost cheaper to travel. So it encourages people to travel to a different country and visit other Americans, see how they live, go back to their own place, or maybe visit family. Or cheaper so they don't need yeah. to get on a plane it's crazy to think about because like if you think about the infrastructure of america yeah like how much later it started than like you know all of europe and yeah. all of europe has like all this nice public transportation built into their infrastructure when like they started building in like 300 bc and it's shit. not even it's like not even that like it's uh, the electric grid is better the water is better like it's just like dude every public is the water italy, better every public fountain in italy has three faucets one for hot water one for cold water and one for fizzy water okay but can you drink tap water in italy yeah it just depends on what the well is i mean we like we drink tap water in the united states yeah. well not everybody a lot of people find it weird but there's like we drink certain we drink places treat, in certain countries where you treated, just can't we yeah we drink treated water that's for certain treated like, with know, chlorine chlorine and all sorts of chemicals yeah <laughs> they put fluoride in for because it's good for your teeth but also uh, people are starting to find out it may block certain parts of the brain from developing fun fun hey you know <laughs> this is what happens when people just listen to health experts and and uh nutritionists and stuff it's yeah. like they they change their whole life based on what they say and then 20 years later we find out they're wrong the whole time like yeah. you know in the 80s everyone was told to take an aspirin a day and it'll yep. it'll prevent heart disease yeah, and, right. and 30 years later we said oh it actually kind of causes it so to just tell um, people maybe you should stop doing less cocaine well, it's like, you know, things are good for you uh, in now and then bad for you. Like eggs, coffee, wine, eggs, all these things. Potatoes. Right. <clears throat> that are either really bad for you or really good for you, depending on the year. It's like, Price. yo, just yep. live life the way you want with modern, modern, uh, not modern, what, uh, with moderation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, enjoy your life. Do the things you like, but not to extremes. And, you know, don't eat eggs every day, but eat them as you like, you know. Yeah. And you'll be fine. But no, we have to say, hey, they said eggs are good. I need to eat 13 eggs for breakfast every day. I need to put, I need to put them in a blender and drink them raw. Yeah. <laughs> because one guy who works at a profound university told me it was great. Like, yeah. wow, man. Cool. Why yeah. is that what people are putting sticks of butter in their coffee every day? Because the keto diet was the next best thing. Oh, wait, now you don't get any nutrients from anything. So you probably not do that like yeah i mean like i don't know the only thing i'm a health advocate for is vitamins because i think you know at the end of the day the american the average american has a serious deficiency in their diet when it comes to like essential vitamins i i myself have a serious deficiency in my own diet i know you do so don't you fucking have me. I, I don't take vitamins <laughs> the only way i got vitamins like I, right so i i i would drink like uh, one or two energy drinks a week 
and then, like i was like wow this is really bad for me i should not drink energy drinks anymore but then i like looked and i was like this is how i get all my vitamins there's so many vitamins and energy there drinks. are other ways to get your vitamins that don't involve That's... a lot of sugar dude okay. no no i i only get low low sugar or no sugar energy yeah, drinks, yeah. which is even worse because it's like sucralose and, <laughs> yeah. and and sorbitol and glucose and... just get a fucking protein blender dude it's the best we got one for Christmas. I got one of those protein shake blenders, dude. Like, I put in some good protein powder that's fortified with all the good fixings, a banana, uh, some oat milk, because oat milk with full fat is actually quite good and tasty and it's fortified with a bunch of healthy shit. And then I throw in some olive oil in there. And that's all my essential fats. And I'm good to go, baby. Chick chang. Super health drink. Jesus. Chug it after I walk my crazy ass fucking dog. <laughs> switch arms now when i'm walking that dog she's getting so big so now i'm getting tired of one arm i want to make sure my arms don't develop irregularly yeah <laughs> i go to work i eat like seven reese's eggs and then i go to the gym <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that's Every, nice. that's how i'm talking with my therapist and i'm like i don't know i've been feeling so down this week can we go over your diet real quick, Matt? I'm like, no, I don't want. I, that has nothing to do at all with how I, my mood is it's whatsoever. Crazy how much food affects your mood. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I ate a bunch of shit in a bag, and now I feel like shit. I wonder why. <laughs> it's the thing. It's like even when you're full, like the idea is you eat and then you feel better. But like, if you eat a bunch of shit, you'll just feel even worse. Hey, peanut butter is good for you, okay? Even if they put ten pounds of sugar in it. Sugar, yeah. <laughs> or at least that's what they say. Yeah, well, it's back on the nutrition label. Skippy's legally has to put it on the label. It's right there. Anyone can read it. I just choose not to. Yeah. Pretend the pretend label doesn't exist. It's all a bunch of liberal bullshit anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yikes! I mean, we've been live for forty minutes. We haven't talked about any nerd stuff, but uh, oh. you know, what else is? Go- well, we talked about the Joss Whedon thing for a bit. What else? Is oh yeah, on? uh, the Lord of the Rings announcement. Yeah. So uh, the the Amazon Lord of the Rings series they did like a, a title teaser, and it was like I thought the teaser was was weird to be honest. Like it's like that someone just repeating the ring verse, which uh, like I. I said this on a, on a podcast I did separately, just like one of my own podcasts, and yeah. I talked about it, and and I was like, yo, I could I could do this better and make it sound better because yeah. just it was just weird, like the cadence that they read it in, like anyway. the The title of the series is "The Rings of Power," which uh, people on Twitter were really upset about. They all said it was lazy and uh, and a, a terrible title and it it was re- reductive and self-explanatory and someone made a joke they're like oh what are you gonna call star wars star wars war of the stars and some stupid shit and i'm like yo you guys are misunderstanding the whole point of titles and yeah. getting worked up over something that has no impact on the quality of the finished product at all right yeah and also like twitter yeah yeah like yeah star wars why would you call war of the stars that's redundant the lord of the rings and the rings of power are not the same thing like they don't like the lord of the rings means that there is someone who is the master of all rings that doesn't inherently mean all rings are powerful it just means one guy controls all of them right uh, and then and then like the whole the whole thing is right the if the series is gonna be about the rings of power then i mean that seems to 
fit it, right? Like, if, if we're going to tell the story about the nine, the seven, the three, and the one, you know, which the second age is about, more or less. I mean, there are other stories in there, but if, if that narrows the scope, if we're going to talk about Sauron rising to power, manipulating people into forging rings for him, and, and you know, Celebrimbor deciding to make the three elven rings not be subject to his power and things like that if that's the story we're going to tell then why not name it thus why why are people upset about this i don't get it people get upset about everything on the internet yeah i, I mean what what <laughs> like people said why didn't they call it the rise of sauron well, well because because the second age isn't just the rise of sauron it's also the fall of sauron because you know it kind of kind of ends with him you know losing um yeah <laughs> like <laughs> like in and, and, and even if they like I, I you don't know what the series is about yet the second age isn't just one story right like this is a whole bunch of time happening in, in the second age there's a whole bunch of stories are we gonna focus on just one are we just gonna focus on sauron as your main antagonist probably but <laughs> that doesn't mean that we're not gonna focus on other things as well so I don't know. Some 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 people just got upset about a title. Like, I don't get upset about titles, and I don't get excited from titles because titles are meaningless. Like, this is this is a fundamental to to Tolkien idea. This is something you know you and I talked about when we read like Mythopoeia and and um, and uh, on fairy stories and stuff, right? Like. Tolkien talks about language and names and the importance of them, but like they only have meaning because we give them meaning, right? Yeah. Like, well, also to push back a bit on titles, I listen to this great podcast hosted by Brandon Sanderson called Writing Excuses because I'm myself and trying to be a fiction writer. When your title is essentially a promise to a reader or in this case, viewer about what they're getting into, you know, when they decide to watch this show or open this book, like, you know, it's, it's just, you're putting more like if it's a fantasy like, obviously this is Tolkien's fantasy so it's the rings of power you know this is going to be a story about the rings of power hopefully it's going to be a story about all of them and hopefully we you know get to see the ring race born that'd be fucking cool as shit you, mm -hmm. you know see the ring race in action fighting a bunch of elves or something i don't fucking know right uh, even uh you know the 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 witch king of angmar like are we gonna find out about angmar are we gonna you know yeah. visit the the barrow whites and stuff like that like are we gonna go to barrow dur and see its fall you know it's supposed to be the most powerful city and <clears throat> you know sauron's supposed to, like it's his hub his base of operations um so, so i i do think the titles are important to a degree you're right people it's i don't know i just talked about the people bitching on the internet because that's all the, people on the internet really do i think because like the Lord of the Rings and in its extended works, right, are yeah. people are familiar enough with them to to feel like they know what the show's gonna be about, right? But like, you you have to you have to kind of separate yourself from that and say, this can be anything or it could be nothing, right? Like, yeah. before before you read Dune, you probably had no idea what you were gonna read, so the name Dune was meaningless to you until you saw it, right, or until you read it. Right. right? Yeah. The name The Rings of Power shouldn't be exciting and shouldn't be angering because mm. we don't know anything about it yet. Yeah. Once you watch it and have context, well, you can say, wow, this title was shit or this title was good. Well, well, also the thing about that is that it is letting you know something. It's letting you know what letting you know what the story is going to be about. You know, like, oh, this is going to be a story about the Nine Rings. And then, of course, you know, the, oh, this is going to be a good story about the Nine Rings. Or this is going to be a fucking god-awful train wreck of a story about the Nine Rings. 
um, or seven. Believe it was twenty wings. <laughs> twenty wings, or whatever. You know, seven, two, five, whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> nine, seven, three, one. Sixty-nine. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Sixty-nine rings out of the sky. Yeah. Sauron's got ring number sixty-nine. Nice. <laughs> you nice. Flex it on people forever. No wonder um, Sealdor wanted to keep it. Yeah, dude, just too jealous. If Sauron sixty-nine and all these hot. Yeah. Ethereal Alvin, I don't even know what the fuck. I mean, even the nature of the rings, like these are things that we haven't really seen before. I mean, we've seen kind of like the one ring, but but even then, like unless you read the book, you don't fully understand how it takes control of people. Yeah. Um, and and no, like and a little bit in the Hobbit movies, we see some of the power of other rings. Um. I don't know. Like you don't, you don't really get an idea for Galadriel's ring or Elrond's ring, or you know, we get a little bit of Gandalf's ring, the three Elven rings, right? Yeah. But we don't, we don't get anything with the Dwarven rings. I mean, the Hobbit movies, right? We get, we get a similar, similar rain, Durin's ring, uh, and and then the the nine, right? All we know is that the ring race are the nine. But we don't know that yeah. they even have the rings anymore. Like theoretically, he can he can give them the rings. It corrupts them. They become his servants, and then take them back, and he can give them to other people, right? And then make more yeah. servants. Like that that's a theoretically a possibility. But we don't know because we haven't seen any of it. So they can do some yeah. interesting things, I think. And and you know, I'm just excited for the series to come out. I don't give a shit about the title, to be honest. Yeah, you cutting out. A little bit like oh, spec there. Sorry. Yeah, we dropping. Okay. We dropped some frames. Oh gee, that happens. Yeah. But um. Overall, we're pretty solid. We're we're green right. now. So. Okay, good. Yeah, you know, I am excited too, and I do want it to come out, and I want to watch it. And I'm probably at Rio's in the chat right now. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're probably super excited too. Yeah, there we go. See. <laughs> me and Rio really love. Yeah. Uh, the the distinction of the dwarf lords who went mad or overcome with greed, but were never controlled like the nine, right? Yeah. yeah. Only the only the the nine men were corrupted and became ring rays. Um, the the seven were all, they were never fully controlled, right? By by Sauron, but I mean, they still worked to his will essentially, right? Like, yeah. Because yeah, the dwarf, you know, the dwarves with the rings, they'd go mad for for gold. Like we saw the dragon sickness and with with Thorin and stuff. So, um. Yeah, and then the three were made so that <laughs> were made secretly so that Sauron could not control them. Um, yeah. So, and I also think too, you know, I am excited because there are, there are a lot of people that their experience with Lord of the Ring. You, you and I live and breathe it every single day. You know, I'm re- still reading Lord of the Rings, the book right now, all three of them in a row. And yeah, I just restarted it too because I finished the Fall of Gondwan. There you go, nice flexing, big flex. <laughs> So I'm just working through. I'm just working through it, and you know the only experience they had is with the movies, and then the only experience they had after that was the Hobbit movies, uh, which were not very good. Yeah. <laughs> just to put that out there. Um, so hopefully the show will be returned to form, and it'll be awesome, and there will be more panning shots of New Zealand and more shots of people running across big open fields to make you feel like uh, it's real. That's the other thing people are upset about. Is like season one is is done in New Zealand, but I think season two they're moving to England or Ireland to film. Ireland's beautiful. So what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's not New Zealand, so people are going to be upset, but it's like... Yeah, well, I mean, the, the thing is, right, like, Middle Earth isn't just one 
landscape, right? Like yeah. there are many different regions of Middle Earth. I mean, one of my f- favorite words from from Tolkien is the Helcraxa, which is like just like this this uh, landscape of like glacial ice and fire and shit. Yeah. Um, that uh, yeah, that causes uh causes some issues for the Noldor, but uh, yeah. that's a story for another time. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like you know, he traveled a lot in nature. Uh, I believe that didn't he do like a lot of like traveling to the Swiss Alps and they're like a, they were like a huge inspiration for him or something like that. I can't remember um, that's really but I remember he spent some time in some mountains and talked about it at one time. He, I don't know about that. I know he had a nanny or a babysitter who was from Iceland, I think, mm-hmm. who would tell him like fairy tales and like he got some inspiration from some of those. Um, but yeah. And also World War II, World War One. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you it's, know, super, the it's war. so funny. Yeah, it's so fucking funny too when they try to talk about it. They're like, "Tolkien, does this have anything to do with like you know World War One?" And he's just like, "No, doesn't have anything to do with it at all." So like, I mean, he well, literally starts his book by saying, "Please don't assume anything about my works based on anything else. Like nothing is out. Like he hated allegory. He despised yeah. it. He's well, like, yo, there's allegory. There's allegory, and then there's also like you know." um when a certain... a, what he likes is applicability right yeah you know and, and that's I... what works right like i mean you can look at um the ends right destroying isengard and you can... say well tolkien hated industrialization and hated the internal combustion engine so maybe this is his you know allegory for destroying industry right yeah. Or or nature uh, fighting back, right? Yeah. Or you could apply it to today's world and say this is this 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 story still resonates with all of us because well climate change, right? Yeah. You know? Nature fighting back. Like when you can apply it to something that Tolkien never imagined happening, I mean yeah. I, I, people were talking about climate change 30, 40, 50 years ago, but you know he, he didn't write Lord of the Rings with that in mind, but it's yeah. applicable. That's why it stands the test of time, right? Yeah, a lot of the ideas also, and concepts. Like when Boromir, you know, there's a line that always strikes me that really feels like, you know, Tolkien was ejecting a lot of himself into it when he saw that Boromir, you know, when Boromir sees the ring for the first time, or no, he, he's like off with Frodo by, you know, by himself before he goes even Boromir. And he like ponders over, like he wonders at the marvel of the ring. Then he's like, you know, the banners of Gondor have blown down and down and been torn ragged by the winds of the east forever over so small a thing, you know, and he starts talking about how tired he is of fighting these conflicts and how he can end it all right there. I feel like that's a yeah. little bit of an, a little bit of an anti-war message because, like, you know, World War One was basically just a huge political dispute that got out of hand. Well, uh, that, that was the other thing, like, I mean, that was the big contrast between Boromir and Faramir, right? Is Boromir, yeah. Boromir actually loved fighting, yeah. you know, but uh, obviously, like, when you keep you know, when you have to fight off by yourself, the, the ranks of Mordor, right? Like, yeah. that gets tiring. So, uh, and, and he sees, like, the salvation of the people right there in front of him. Yeah, Whereas Faramir... And, so and so small a thing. That's a, that's yeah. a key word, you know, like, so small a thing. Yeah, and that's also a running theme throughout Lord of the Rings. Like, small, insignificant things make mm. the biggest difference, right? Like, yeah. things that are often overlooked sometimes have the greatest power. Um, but yeah, I mean, Faramir, yeah, I mean, Faramir's, uh, uh, 
uh, famous famous poem, uh, you know, about not loving the sword for its its sharpness or the arrow for its swiftness or or any of that. That he he only loves what they defend, right? He loves, you know, Minas Tirith. He loves his home. He loves he loves the city. He doesn't care about glory. He doesn't care about fighting. He doesn't care about war. He understands the necessity of it, but he doesn't care for any of that. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, you can sense Tolkien in that as well, right? Like he loved England, right? I mean, he he loved it so much he wanted to create, you know, a legitimate mythology for it because one didn't exist, and uh, you know, it, he he blamed uh, <laughs> the French for a lot of things, um, which <laughs> apparently was not an uncommon thing in England because even watching the Nevers, like I said, it takes place in Victorian English England. And like right before 1900 and they're talking about the bastardization of the English language using French words. Right. And even one guy says, he, he, uh, someone says to him like, Oh, you don't care for the word employee. Cause it's French. And he says, he says, why would we call someone an employee? when We have a perfectly good word to describe the employed, the employed. <laughs> and someone says, well, then you take away the, like the individualistic, like the importance of the individual in a workforce since, you know, by, by making a, a, a conglomerate, right, or whatever, and he's like, you know, he just hates French words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like, you know, all those French and their ideas of liberalism. But, but Tolkien also asshole. didn't particularly care for French words, right? Yeah. Tolkien thought like the, you know, the, the Normans winning and and you know the Battle <laughs> of Hastings, it, you know, destroyed <laughs> the mythology of England, right, and, and it affected its course in history. So. You know, the, Rohan is essentially Anglo-Saxon, right? And it, it would be the purest form of England if it so had funny. not been defeated. And it's so funny because his version of England is just people that were conquered before for when the Vikings came over because it was for Tomlin. <laughs> and they just injected their language into the local language. So no more. <laughs> yeah. All pouring. Well, <laughs> and then he, it, first it was the Romans, and then it was Vikings. I think Tolkien also prided himself on not using any words that were introduced into the English language after like 1500 or something like that. Yeah, uh, that's why he doesn't use like tobacco. He calls it pipeweed and stuff like that. So there you go. Um, but yeah, uh, and uh, like the the thing with Rohan that's so interesting is like Tolkien really believed if England had horses, they wouldn't have lost. Right. The war of World War One. No, 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 no. Um, oh. the the battle ten sixty six, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When uh, when Normandy invaded. Uh, well, what was he called? William the Hammer, something like that. Uh, would one. Yeah, he was a fucking savage. I yeah. Don't know, but, yeah. But yeah, I he mean, a giant dick on his armor, like, <laughs> like literally, his armor had a giant dick on it. Uh... <laughs> he was walking around the battlefield with this giant. There's so many interesting things about Tolkien and his mythology oh, and oh Lord, my Jesus Lord. Team Mayday, Mayday. Black screen. Hey. Uh. All right. All right. Welcome back. We. I. Uh. There we go. Yeah. I don't know, a lot of a lot of stuff to unpack, but specifically about the British. Yeah. <laughs> It's this. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things in the world, believe it or not. Um, yeah, different and, cultures, different 
different legends, different myths. Yeah, and luckily we uh, get to enjoy those things, and yeah. uh, because of our uh, modern not, world, and uh, not fighting war, not fighting a war. <laughs> yeah, my friend actually texted me earlier, and he said like, "Congratulations on being past the age of." being drafted or something and i was like wait do you think it's my birthday or something like i don't even know what he saw i didn't even respond because i had no idea what was going on um but but i what's the age like what's the age of them being drafted i don't know i hope they just throw drafting out the window eventually dude like the army i thought like i thought i mean i know that the can still draft but nobody is drafting right well they're not gonna well they're not gonna because like the jobs in the army are just too specialized now you need like the eight weeks of training they give you a boot with whatever job you pick when you go on your asvab you know 18 to 25 oh i'm way past that yeah i haven't passed that for 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 a couple years yo yeah Uh, no, it's yeah. Draft is a dumb idea. It's a dumb idea from a past age. I don't know why we still have it. Yeah, I did. I did have to. Did Did you have to register for the? Yeah, I did have to register. They, service. They, they sent me the card and everything, so I yeah. just had to fill out my information. And did they it back send in. you a flimsy little piece of paper though? Yeah. Exactly. What are you supposed to do with it? That, that that thing's just gonna get crumbled and sweaty in your wallet. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think you really don't need it unless you're drafted. And then the thing is, like, I think the idea is is that when you're drafted, they, you get the paper for the notice of the draft, then you have to report. And then if you can't like go for some specific reason, it's usually listed on that draft draft paperwork. You know, the original one. Can it's, you write Trump didn't go, so I don't have to? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put no thanks. <laughs> hey, sorry, no thank you. <laughs> Flight, uh, I you're, you're, you're aged out almost too. I'm 26. I'm already yeah. aged out. Yeah. 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 What the? Mo- motherfucker. <laughs> we can talk about commentating on war without ever having to fight one, ever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've <laughs> overstayed our welcome. Uh, yeah. We talked slightly about nerd stuff, but hopefully yeah. all the other stuff we talked about, people found some enjoyment from or some education from. Yeah, or hopefully, some, uh, hopefully someone learned something new today. Yeah, and if you feel like you learned something new because we said it, uh, it's always good to do your own research and come to your own conclusions too because we're exactly. not geniuses. We're not experts. We can only tell you things from our perspective. And, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. Anyway. Thanks for hanging out with me, Mr. Chair. I love and, you. And uh, talking with and me. And the audience. Love you yeah, too. No problem. Yeah. yeah Thanks, Rio Jen, for your comments. I appreciate it and your viewership. Yeah. You don't have to watch, and nobody who's watching has to watch, but you guys are, and that's very appreciated. Uh, so, yeah, much love. Nothing but love. Outskis. Hit the button. Get this fuck out of here. Hold on. Oh, shit. Uh, fuck.